Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, August 8th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Caroline Ely. And I'm Maya Sargent. And let's take a look at today's headlines. Rockaway Beach will be closed all day following a shark attack Monday night. The victim of the attack was a Queens resident. She's currently in serious but stable condition at Jamaica Hospital. This incident joins a string of recent shark sightings in the area. New York City parks say parks enforcement and the NYPD will be on patrol today to keep swimmers out of the water. They will also conduct aerial surveillance to check for sharks. There is an ongoing conversation between New York City and New York State regarding the migrant crisis. A new judge's order would require New York State to up its assistance in the migrant crisis. New York City must submit a list of required resources to Governor Kathy Hochul. They have until tomorrow to do this. The state must then respond by August 15th. This conversation comes as New York City is struggling to cope with the migrant crisis. This week, Mayor Adams says he plans to house around 2,000 migrants on Randall's Island. This location was temporarily used as a site last year, but was taken down after just a few weeks. Adams says New York State will reimburse the city for any costs associated with the new site. And now it's time for sports. Every Tuesday, we're joined by our friends over at WFUV Sports to give us the latest updates in the world of sports. One American superpower has fallen while the other is back on the rise. We're joined now to talk more about it with WFUV sports manager, Julia Moss. Hi, Julia. Hey, guys. Great to be with you. So the Women's World Cup has just reached the quarterfinals, but the U.S. women have already been knocked out of the tournament. So what went wrong for the powerhouse team, Julia? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't distraught about this defeat. It hurts to say, but the U.S. women are out after falling to Sweden and sudden death penalty kicks 5-4. to four. This early round of 16 exit was historic for all the wrong reasons. It's the earliest this team has ever been eliminated from a World Cup, and the round of 16 match ended heart-wrenchingly for fans watching at home. Sweden's Lida Hurtig stepped up to the line to kick what would be the deciding penalty, and at first glance, the shot looked like it was saved by U.S. goalkeeper Lissonaire, but despite her effort, a VAR review showed that the ball traveled over the line on the rebound by literally half a millimeter. And if you ask me, I still don't see where the separation between the goal line and the ball was. So painful, and what a way to go out. But surely, Julia, it can't all be so bad. Well, there's not a lot to write home about. Overall, it was a disastrous tournament for this team to cap off a pretty disappointing few weeks down under. They went scoreless for the last 230 minutes of this tournament. And when you think of the utter offensive powerhouse this squad has been for over a decade, that statistic is ridiculous. The defeat also officially marks the end of an era for this team. Megan Rapinoe is officially retired from the national team and the likes of Kelly O'Hara, Becky Sauerbrunn, Julie Ertz, and even Alex Morgan are seemingly on their way out as well. I know that it might be the end of an era for the team's relatively new head coach as well. So what's going to go on there, Julia? Yeah, Caroline, if you ask me, Vladko Anonofsky is absolutely on his way out as manager. He's broken so many records for this team and not a single one was positive. When thinking of potential replacements, the number one option, in my opinion, would be Laura Harvey. She was actually the second option right behind Vlatko when he was hired and has seen success on every single level of her career. She's a three-time National Women's Soccer League Coach of the Year winner and has been in the U.S. Women's National Team locker room for years. It would be a natural fit for a coach that already has the respect of the players. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on this team, especially with the 2024 Olympics coming up. So what does this World Cup defeat mean for their Olympic hopes? 
It definitely doesn't bode well for the 2024 Olympics, which will be held next summer, but it could fire up this team to get in better shape to go for gold. Remember, there's only a three-year gap between next summer's Olympics and the 2021 Tokyo Games, which were pushed back due to COVID. Some players may hold off retirement until the 2024 Paris Olympics in search of redemption and a gold medal. Speaking of the Olympics, we also got the surprise return of one of the U.S.'s biggest generational stars. Yes, for the first time since the 2020 Olympics, Simone Biles is back. She performed in front of a Chicago crowd at the Core Hydration U.S. Classic and threw any potential questions about her skill out the window. Biles won the competition by a landslide, beating everyone by five points, which is unheard of at this level of gymnastics. With the 2024 Olympics just around the corner, it seems destined for Biles to compete for redemption. I honestly can't wait to see what 2024 holds for Biles. I'm so glad she's back and the U.S. women's soccer team. Julia Moss is the sports manager at WFUV. Julia, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. It's International Cat Day, and to celebrate, the Nestle Purina Group are holding their Fête de Feline event, which I can't wait to hear more about because my co-host Caroline Ely attended the opening last night to bring us the story. Cats were the star of the green carpet yesterday at Fancy Feast's grand tasting event. The organization says they seek to turn everyday moments into extraordinary opportunities to express your love for your cat. Guests were able to take home souvenir cat portraits and golden serving ware for their pets. But besides the meet and greet with the face of the brand, Paco the Cat, the main event of the night for guests was the culinary experience inspired by cat food. Cat lover and culinary influencer Andrew Ray, more commonly known as Binging with Babish on YouTube, recreated a human version of Fancy Feast Gems, a layered pate with a halo of gravy. But he told us he added an extra fancy element to increase human enjoyment. It was very challenging to make, you know, a pyramidal uh, 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 pate with a um, more liquidy top that was sort of draped down over the sides. So we had to figure out exactly what was going to go on top. And I had always wanted to make paramastarda for something uh, because it sounds fancy. <laughs> and it was a great opportunity to, you know, bring some tartness and to all the richness of the liver pate. Also in attendance was Purina's in-house chef, Amanda Hasner. She offered her take on the savory center's dish by Purina, showcasing the important role texture plays in food enjoyment for both people and cats. I really wanted to kind of bring home the, the difference of textures, but also how um, the food kind of um, reacts to your mouth, and yeah. that's where all the pleasure comes from. Amanda Zaidman, Fancy Feast Senior Brand Manager, says she's excited for the public event tonight and hopes that the event will get across their message to all pet owners that if you want to make every moment with your pet count, you should feed them food you'd want to eat too. So Fancy Feast is all about creating ultimate delight, and we believe that cat lovers and cats deserve to be celebrated every day, but especially on International Cat Day. And as positively delightful as all the dishes were, some of the guests say the cat food aspect of the dishes was not lost on them. The texture, the consistency, very much like canned cat food, but very good cat food, you know? Very good human food. I mean, it did, because I've seen all the commercials for Fancy Feast, and the white cat always gets like seafood or beef and chicken, so it reminded me of the commercials. The full experience will be open to the public until 5 p.m. in Madison Square Park today. With WFUV News, I'm Caroline Ely.
That was my co-host Caroline Ely at the Purina Fête de Feline event. Everybody clap your hands. Clap, 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 clap your hands. If you have any memories associated with that song, you'll be sad to hear that its creator, DJ Casper, has passed away after losing his seven-year battle with cancer. Known for his positive personality and unwavering spirit, he had vowed to stay positive even as his health declined. He will be best remembered for his hit song, The Cha-Cha Slide, which was known for bringing people together from all walks of life and for being played at every celebration. DJ Casper said he hoped the cha-cha slide will always serve as a reminder of the power of unity, community, and positivity. WFUV would like to take this time to offer our condolences to his family and loved ones. DJ Casper was 58. And speaking of iconic music, today is the anniversary of two very important pieces of music history. Back on this day in 1969, the Beatles held a photo session while crossing the street outside of Abbey Road Studios in London. And one of the photos from that shoot became the cover of their 1969 album, which was very appropriately named Abbey Road. And just 19 years after that photo shoot, there was another pivotal moment in music. Today is the 35th anniversary of NWA's album, Straight Outta Compton. NWA was formed by rappers including Dr. Dre, Eazy-E, and Ice Cube, and the group's sound is credited with redefining generations of hip-hop. Straight Outta Compton even made its way into the National Recording Registry in the Library of Congress for its cultural, historic, and artistic significance. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And as always, you can find more from us at wfuv.org slash news and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Caroline Ely. And I'm Maya Sargent. And that's What's What. <laughs>